America. We are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. And good morning. Welcome in. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. It's been a crazy uh, couple of weeks here in the world of college football as, uh, well, Washington and Oregon decide to join Southern Cal and UCLA and join the Big Ten. And the Pac-12 is now the Pac-4. And I don't know how that's going to look going forward unless they merge with the Mountain West. And then, as you know, Colorado, Utah, Arizona, and Arizona State are now in the Big 12. So the Big 12 survives, and the Pac-12 does not. And the SEC stands put because uh, they're in a really, really, really good spot as far as Texas and Oklahoma joining the conference next year. Uh, It's going to be fun. Two new teams, big brands. You can get to them. Uh, Austin is not far, and Norman's not far. You can drive or, you know, quick hop to to Dallas and then Norman in less than a couple hours. And same thing, you know, flying into Houston or Dallas and getting to to Austin, Texas. So that's going to work out real well for SEC fans. Um, And they'll bring a lot of interest to the table and eyeballs. Even though Texas has underachieved in football, still a massive brand, ton of money, excellent academically, and and offer a lot. And Oklahoma is not too shabby. Um, they were lucky to, to be in the mix, but uh, they won, won across the board, and it's a hell of a university. So that that's where we are. Greg Sankey has been talking about uh, where the SEC is now and maybe where they'll be in the future. But one thing that we know is the Big 12 um, was proactive and they had better leadership. And uh, the Pac-12 had a decade to figure this out, couldn't get it done. And the Big 12 survives. And I think they'll thrive. I mean, they're not going to be the SEC or the Big 10. But there's going to be some interest and some fun there with what all they did. And... um, the Pac-12 is is no longer, and yeah, I don't know how much juice that'll be with those four teams, and I guess maybe some some Mountain West teams, if it doesn't work out with uh, Cal and Stanford going to the ACC, which doesn't really make a lot of sense in the, in the grand scheme of things. We are the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN, and. Our guests join us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Bundle your car and home and save with your Farm Bureau Insurance favorites.com, favorites.com. And we want to welcome in Dan Wetzel, and he is a national columnist with Yahoo Sports. And, of course, uh, Dan's written some great books, 
and including one of my favorite, uh, Running Rebel Shark Tales on Tark the Shark, and many other books. New York Times bestselling author Dan Wetzel on the Out of Bounds Show. Dan Wetzel, it's been too long. How are you, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you been? Well, I'm great when we have this much content out there for us, you and me. Uh, you know, for you writing on the .com and podcasting and everything else. Uh, were you were you not surprised, surprised or shocked that the Big 12, uh, I'm sorry, the Pac-12 couldn't get the deal done at the final hour and Fox and the Big 10 swoop in and grab two more Pac-12 teams in Oregon and Washington, Dan? I didn't think that they would – I don't know. Um, I, I was a little surprised the Big Ten decided to make the move right now. Uh, I was not surprised the Pac-12 couldn't get a deal. I just didn't think the Big Ten would make this jump at the second because if they had wanted Oregon and Washington a year ago when they were going to add USC and UCLA, they could have had them. I think they could have Oregon and Washington in two years from now. Um, Oregon and Washington were desperate to go to the Big Ten. Uh, they did get them at a discounted rate. You basically got two for one for the next, like, six, seven years. But I'm not really sure it makes sense for – I mean, the Big Ten is, a, is, I think, the richest of all the conferences, even more than the SEC, uh, why you go bargain shopping. But, look, this sport is run by TV networks. TV yeah. networks want big-name matchups. Um, those of us who just love all of college football – uh, and I'm sure that's a lot of your listeners, you know, you can be like, hey, Iowa and Iowa State are playing this weekend. That's actually a good game. Or, you know, I wonder if South Carolina could jump up and beat Alabama or something like that, and you're you're excited for some of those types of games. But TV networks need Texas against Alabama or, you know, Oklahoma against Georgia or USC against Ohio. All they want is that. And so when they can get – and we all know we go into some weeks of the season where you're like, boy, there's only like one ranked on ranked game or something like that. There'll be more in the future. And that's what TV wants. And they don't care about tradition, travel, anything other than how many times we can get those teams to play each other. So now right. we're having these 16, 18, 20 team leagues. I think we could have prevented this with scheduling our reliance, re, uh, scheduling deals and things like that, but it's, it's too late now. So the, uh, the bullet train is headed to, three to four conferences. That's just how it's going to be. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. No, I agree that this maybe could have been avoided 10, 15 years ago. If they Maybe 20. But anyway, 10 or 15 years ago, if they would have gotten their act together, on on some scheduling we're visiting with dan wetzel yahoo sports new york times best-selling author he joins us on the farm bureau insurance guest line we've had the shake up more shake up and disruption in the world of collegiate athletics but more importantly college football um so dan as somebody who lives in the midwest and big 10 country mm -hmm. what is it what is it like to know that even though the Rose Bowl will be a part of the college football playoff, 
that the Rose Bowl, as you and I know it, will never be that again between a Big Ten and Pac-8, Pac-10, Pac-12 team going forward? I think that ship sailed a while ago. I, I mean, there's certainly some, I'm sure, some older people that still care about that or somebody. But for the most part, since um, whenever they came out with the BCS, nobody was shooting for the Rose Bowl. It was a nice consolation prize, sort of the way the, the Sugar Bowl was. If you were an SEC team and either you didn't make the, the championship or you, uh, you know, you were – you were, you didn't make the playoff, or you know somebody else did, and you got a chance as the second place team or something. Um, but uh, you know, Ohio State, Michigan, these schools that are are, are going to get in the playoff, they're not trying to get to the Rose Bowl. So it's been a while um, that that ever mattered. I, I, I think it was ridiculous that they held up so much of college football, delayed the playoff. That I also think if we had implemented earlier, would have you know you you implement the play, a playoff. With, with automatic bids and some scheduling alliances like 10 years ago, you know, I don't know if we're having this, these conversations now, um, but they didn't. And the Rose bowl was a big part of that was holding it up. And now, yeah, the Rose bowl is just a, just a game. It's a great game. It's a great place to watch a game. Um, but it's not, it's not what it was. So I don't think there's a whole lot of, I haven't seen anybody wandering around Detroit uh, crying over the fate of the Rose bowl. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Dan Wetzel on the Out of Bounds Show. I want to talk uh, Harbaugh. Tell me – okay, so, Dan, I, we're so heavy SEC down here, and sure. then we can talk about some of the big brands like Ohio State and Michigan and Texas, even though they're entering the conference, and maybe Southern Cal, a couple other teams, Clemson, so on. Well, Harbaugh, like our our listeners will get into that, <laughs> and he's uh, polarizing and fascinating. I think he's been wildly successful because I think Michigan thinks they're Bama, Georgia, Ohio State, and they're not. They're in the next tier, which is super awesome, but they're just not quite there. But he's one big. Now, he's coming off two back-to-back wins over Ohio State. He also just got in a little trouble, um, you know, what some people get all crazy about that. Some people eye roll at this point in collegiate athletics. Where are you with Harbaugh as far as what he's been able to do at Michigan? Do you like him? Do you think he's been super successful or just pretty good? How do you see it, Dan? So, so he, the thing about Harbaugh is he's the same guy that like was a somewhat under recruited quarterback who became the Michigan starter and like as a player angered. Bo Schembechler by guaranteeing a victory over Ohio State back in the day. But then he delivered it, right? He was the guy who had a 15, 16-year NFL quarterbacking career, even though he really was never that good. Um, and he'd spend his time, you know, he's known as like cat, uh, Captain Comeback or Quarterback Comeback in Indy and feuded with uh, um, Mike Ditka. I mean, it's a guy who lo- he loves fights, right? Who fights Ditka and Schembechler? Like, that's... <laughs> He'll take on anyone. Give him that. He'll punch up. Um, he's just always been this guy. And then he, you know, he goes to, he wants to be a head college football coach. Or he wants to be a head, he wants to be a football coach. He doesn't want to be an assistant. So he takes non-scholarship University of San Diego in the one double A then and immediately turns him into a power. Then he goes to Stanford, which hadn't won in a generation and gets them rolling. 
um, to where they're, you know, they get Andrew. He gets everybody. And he goes to the 49ers, makes two championship game, NFC title games and a Super Bowl, loses to his brother on a goal line stand. And he goes to Michigan. And they he, even when people were all over him for not beating Ohio State, well, not many people beat Ohio State. And now they are yeah. beating Ohio State. So Harbaugh is a fascinating guy. He's completely out there. He doesn't talk like anyone else. He doesn't act like anyone else. But the thing about him is he's an incredibly good football coach, just pure football coach. He's not the best recruiter. They don't have the best talent. Um, he does, you know, again, he's always fighting and feuding with somebody, including the NCA, where, like, he's in trouble for, he committed a, uh, their program committed some secondary violations. He wouldn't admit them to the the, the uh, investigators, so that became the, the what they, the NCA is determining lying or dishonesty became the major violation, and he just won't back down. So he's an incredibly fascinating guy, but I think the one thing about Harbaugh you can never take away, he's just a really good football coach, and he's done it at literally every level. He hasn't just handed the keys to – he didn't just get handed the keys to Michigan. He built the whole thing up. So that's the thing about him, and, and, uh, you know, I I find him to be one of the more fascinating guys in college football. I'm glad the sport has him because he is polarizing. He's unique. Uh, and you never know what's going to happen next. Uh, they could, they could crash out, or they could win the national title this year, or he could. Who the heck knows? Does it drive Michigan fans the NFL rumors every year? Well, the fact that like two years ago he went and interviewed the night before signing day, tried to get the Minnesota Viking job. <laughs> like who does? <laughs> like every other coach, they're interested in the NFL. They're like, I have no interest in the NFL. And then you know I don't I don't know where the, my name's getting leaked. Why, why am I getting linked? Well, it's because their 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 agent is calling every single team. Harbaugh literally tells people I'm going on an interview. Again, he does nothing like anyone else. Flies to Minnesota publicly, does the interview, and then doesn't get the job. So it's like even more humiliating. Then he says, "All right, I'm done with the NFL." But then last year he's still talking to the NFL. Now Denver was trying very hard to hire him, and he wouldn't go. Um, so that was, you know, I don't know, but yeah, he's, I think that a little bit there, but as long as you're beating Ohio state, if you're a Michigan coach, beat Ohio state, they don't really care what you do. Uh, what's we're visiting with Dan Wetzel. Um, he lives in Michigan, um, national columnist, Yahoo sports and New York times bestselling author. He joins us on the out of bounds show and, and the farm bureau insurance guest line, but with Harbaugh, does, do Michigan fans realize that Ohio State does have more talent and they are a better program and that when Harbaugh wins back-to-back, how amazing an accomplishment that is? Yeah, they, yeah, they, they, they do. They know Ohio State has better recruits and better players. But um, the last two years, Michigan beat them up on the lines. And, uh, yeah, they did. They beat them up. And, so, and, and they, Michigan's got – I think Ryan Day's a very good coach. I mean, look, Michigan lost to TCU. Ohio State was one field goal from – I mean, they almost beat Georgia in that game. That field goal just went wide. And Ohio State might have won the national title, but they didn't. Right. So um, it's it's a heavyweight battle between those two. But, yeah, Ohio State's going to recruit better. But Harbaugh's been able to close that gap through coaching, culture, and all that. And they love – I mean, look, no football fan is upset when their team just – physically mauls and dominates poses their will on their arch rival like that's the best way to so 
Uh, he can do no wrong right now in in, in Ann Arbor. Yeah, well, look what y'all what he did, what Michigan did in the second half last year against Ohio State. My gosh. Um, okay, so I got a buddy. Two straight Dan. years, they have just beaten them up. It is they're not winning on some, uh, you know, hail mary or you know, no offense to Auburn, like kick six or something. Like right, they're blowing them out. It just absolutely putting the boot on the jugular. Um, okay, so I got a buddy Dan who's an analytics nerd. I love him. His name's Dave Bartu. And here's how he framed it up with Michigan and Ohio State. He said, Michigan and Harbaugh are built to to play in cold weather and smash-mouth football. And Ohio State, and you just kind of alluded to it, and he said Ohio State is built to be fast as all get out on turf and win the national championship. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think Michigan's built to beat Ohio State. Ohio State's built to beat or at least compete with Georgia and Alabama. Yes. So, yes. <laughs> it, and that's the conundrum. Um, I think Georgia would have beaten Michigan soundly. They they almost lost Ohio State, but Michigan beat. You know, it's just matchups. Matchups make fights, right? And. Um, and so, yeah, Ohio State will have five guy, five wide receivers that will end up being in the first round at some point. It doesn't really matter if the quarterback gets back. Or, you know, and, and, and they're just throwing linemen at you that, that, are, getting, they're get, that are getting home or the offensive and they, or, the, or the Michigan team is running the ball five yards of a play or, or any of that. So um, it's, it's, it's been an interesting turn to watch this because this rivalry was absolutely dominated by Ohio State. And oh. it didn't look like there was an end in sight. But there's been this. Now, is this a two-year blip and the Buckeyes come back? Very well could. They will walk into that game in Ann Arbor next in November with more talent than Michigan. But yeah. we'll see whether that matters, especially if it's snowing and, and, and all the stuff that usually happens in that, that game. Yeah. I mean, look, you know what Trestle and Urban Meyer in the first few years of Ron Day – uh, you're right. just absolutely dominated the Michigan-Ohio State rivalry. Kudos to Harbaugh for turning that thing when it didn't look like they were going to be able to uh, to do it. Okay, as somebody who covers, you know, big big college football, big NFL, big sports stories, what do you make of Kirby Smart flipping the script on Nick Saban and winning back-to-back championships and I think he's the favorite to go for a third. I think they're definitely the favorite. Um, obviously, you're breaking in a new quarterback, and we may have all underappreciated Stetson Bennett. But I, um, I mean, I didn't think he'd be as good, so I was wrong about him. But we may still be underappreciating, like, oh, we can replace him. I think the interesting thing in, with Bama right now is for all of Nick Saban's time, there have been moments when teams beat Alabama, right? Auburn did it a bunch of times. You know, Johnny Manziel wins the game at A&M. Ole Miss wins a couple in, 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 uh, with Hugh Freeze. And, they, were, you know, he, they, they, weren't, they weren't undefeated. But it was always like, okay, you got to lick in on us. We're coming back next year. It was never – we've never had it where the, the, uh, another team built their program up to where they're either equal or better. And Georgia has done that. 
it's fair to call Georgia the number one program right now and say Alabama needs to catch Georgia. And the coach over at Georgia is his disciple, and he's like 46, seven years old. He isn't slowing down at all. And you go, wow, how, do you, how does Alabama do that? I think this is the first time, at least since Urban Meyer was around, when there was an equal program to Alabama in the SEC, and if not superior, and that's what makes this season very, very interesting for Alabama. It's not just, all right, you got us, but we're going to get you back. Don't worry. Like, you know, now it's like, I don't know if we have enough to do that. We're going to see. It's Alabama walking with huge question marks, a quarterback, and different things. So that battle to me is just very, not just that they play this year, but the, like, historic impact of, 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 the, of kind of the, the shifting fortunes of that, of that conference at the top. Hello. Hey, Dan. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think Ohio State's got enough? That, you know that you talked about how close. Well, I've got a couple of minutes here. Dan Wetzel, yeah. Yahoo Sports, New York Times best-selling columnist. Do you think Ohio State's got enough to challenge Georgia or someone else from the SEC this year? Yeah, they have. They have the talent. I mean, you look at the talent composites and stuff. The question again: breaking a new quarterback. Um, I think it's going to be an interesting season. You hit. So you look at the top four in, the, in that USA Today poll, Georgia is one, uh, Bama's three, Ohio State's four. All of them are breaking in new quarterbacks. So, you know, it's, it's, and then there's a whole bunch of teams that have returning quarterbacks. Michigan, obviously, is at two. Um, but the whole Pac-12 is going to be really interesting. And, you know, how good is, how good is USC and some of these others uh, that are coming in with a little more experience? So, uh, but I, I think Ohio State on a, on any Saturday can beat any team in the country. Absolutely, I think they're 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 talented enough, and it's it, like you like your friend said, it's a little different if you're playing in inside a dome stadium uh, in late December than maybe playing outside in late November. Um, you know, they're built for playing on nice dry turf, and I, I, I would always give Ohio State a chance. All right, we'll leave it there, and. Um... Hey, I hope the I hope Dan Campbell, the kneecap biter, um, turns it this. I mean, they they came on last year for the Detroit Lions, and was it with went down the last game, or I'm sorry, last weekend of the yep. season. So we'll see if your Lions can uh, see what happens in the playoffs. Yeah. Worst pro sports franchise in uh, history. They haven't <laughs> been under. They have not won a playoff game since 1992. Oh, no. Are you serious? Yeah. That was the last time they won a game. And and before that, it's 1957. So since 1957, they've won one playoff game. Damn. That's the, hard to do. They haven't won the division since 1992 either. It's only four teams in the damn division. <laughs> I'm sorry. This I didn't mean like to laugh. one of these, like, hey, man, i got to win an 18-team Big Ten. That's kind of hard. No, it's four teams. <laughs> NFC North. You got it. There's only three other guys. I mean, 30 years. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and Wetzel. That, so, yeah. We'll see. Oh, a, lot man. Of, a lot of history to overcome there. A lot of history. Yeah. Well, I hope I hope y'all do it, man. I love Dan. <laughs> Dan Campbell's got a little hardball in him. Hey, He's be good. Uh, love your work. We'll talk to you and, soon. Uh, thanks for the time, buddy. See you. Yeah, don't be a stranger. Talk to you later.
Dan Wetzel, New York Times uh, bestselling author and Yahoo Sports. He joined us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. We've won one playoff game since 1957. Golly. He makes a great point. It's just a four-team division. You would think you would just kind of trip over it every now and then and win it. Maybe they'll do it this year, Jason. I like Dan Campbell. Dude's hilarious. Little Jared Goff. And maybe we'll make it happen. Hey, lunch today is brought to you by Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue. And uh, B3 in Madison and Brandon. It's local. Um, They have wonderful burgers. They even have blue plates. Their smoked chicken's amazing. And you know we always talk about their onion rings. B3, Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue in Madison and Brandon. Have a good day. Thanks so much for listening. Hit Apple Podcasts. Search Out of Bounds with Bow Bounds. We'll see you tomorrow.